BestBookBits.com presents Your Money or Your Life by Vicky Robin and Joe Dominguez. For more than 25 years, Your Money or Your Life has been considered the go-to book for taking back your life by changing your relationship with money. Hundreds of thousands of people have followed the nine-step program, learning to live more deliberately and meaningfully with Vicky Robin's guidance. This time-tested wisdom applies to people of all ages and covers modern topics like investing in index funds, managing revenue streams like side hustles, and freelancing, tracking your finances online, and having difficult conversations about money. Whether you're just beginning your financial life or heading towards retirement, this book will show you how to get out of debt and develop savings, save money through mindfulness and good habits rather than strict budgeting, declutter your life and live well for less, invest your savings and begin creating wealth, save the planet while saving money, and so much more. The written summary can be found on our website, bestbookbits.com. So without further ado, I bring you the book summary of Your Money or Your Life. How this book came about. This book is not based on theory, good ideas, or a new philosophy. It is a result of 50 years of combined experience, 30 years for Joe Dominguez, and 20 years for Vicky Robin, in living the principles presented here. The book didn't just happen, it evolved. Joe Dominguez was a successful financial analyst on Wall Street before retiring at the age of 31, never again to accept money for any of his work. Vicky Robin graduated with honors from Brown University and later left a budding career in film and theater in New York. Her open mind allowed her to recognize the value of Joe's new roadmap for money and apply it to her own life. He and Vicky Robin were founders of the New Roadmap Foundation, an all-volunteer non-profit organization that promotes a human, sustainable future for our world. Joe Dominguez died on January 11, 1997. His work and his message live on in the transformed lives of the program followers throughout the world. Your Money or Your Life is full of examples, stories, and experiences of many people who have followed the nine-step program in their journey to financial independence. Ask yourself these questions. Do you have enough money? Are you spending enough time with family and friends? Do you come home from your job full of life? Do you have time to participate in things you believe are worthwhile? If you were laid off from your job, would you see it as an opportunity? Are you satisfied with the contribution you have made to the world? Are you at peace with money? Does your job reflect your values? Do you have enough savings to see you through the next six months of normal living expenses? Is your life whole? Do all the pieces, your job, your expenditures, your relationships, your values, fit together? If you answered no even to one of these questions, read on. The purpose of your money or your life is to transform your relationship with money. That relationship encompasses more than just earning, spending, debts and savings. And it also includes the time these functions take in your life. In addition, your relationship with money is reflected in the sense of satisfaction and fulfillment and you can get from your connection to your family, your community and the planet. Once you have changed the nature and function of your interaction with money, through following the steps, your relationship with money will be transformed. You will reach new levels of comfort, competence, and consciousness around money. Many books on money are available today. What these books have in common is that they assume your financial life functions separately from the rest of your life. This book is about putting it all back together. It is about integration, a whole systems approach to your life. It will take you to back to basics, the basics of making your spending and hopefully your saving of money into a clear mirror of your life values and purpose. 
It is about the most basic of freedoms, the freedom to think for yourself. What you can expect from this book, through the hundreds of letters we've received, we know some of the ways people's lives have been enriched by following the program in this book. They finally understand the basics of money. They reconnect with old dreams and find ways to realize them. With a great sense of freedom and relief, they learn how to distinguish between the essentials and the excess in all areas of their lives and how to unburden themselves. They find their relationship with their mates and children improve. Their new financial integrity resolves many inner conflicts between values and their lifestyles. Money ceases to be an issue in their lives and they finally have the intellectual and emotional space to take on issues of greater importance. At a tangible level, they retire their debts, increase their savings, and are able to live happily within their means. They increase the amount of their free time by reducing expenses and the amount of time on the job. They stop buying their way out of problems and instead use such challenges as an opportunity to learn new skills. Overall, they heal the split between their money and their life, and life becomes one integrated whole. The old roadmap for money has trapped us in the very vehicle that was supposed to liberate us from the toil. The landmarks of the old roadmap were clear, 9 to 5 until you're 65. Owe your soul to the company store, pushing for a higher standard of living regardless of moral, ethical, emotional, cultural, spiritual, marital, environmental and political consequences. And it delivered, but only as long as people really needed more material possessions. When we are not taking our identity from our jobs, we are identified as consumers. We consider shopping to be recreation, so we shop to for our kids, so we work harder or become a two-income family and delegate raising the kids to daycare centers or nannies. We buy them the newest toys to prove our love. We are spending so much of our precious time earning in order to spend that we don't have the time to examine our priorities. Our old financial map, instead of making us more independent, fulfilled individuals has led us to a web of financial dependencies. From birth to death, we've become financially dependent on our parents for our first financial sustenance, on the economy in order to get a good job, on the job for our survival, on unemployment handouts to tide us over between jobs, on our pension to pay our way in old age, and on Medicare if we get sick before we die. The material progress that was supposed to free us has left us more enslaved. At some point in the last 40 years, though, conditions began to change. For many people, material possessions went from fulfilling needs to enhancing comfort to facilitating luxury, and even beyond to excess. Unlike the past, problems began to emerge that could not be solved by providing more material goods. The planet itself began showing signs of nearing its capacity to handle the result of our economic growth and consumerism. Water shortages, topsoil losses, global warming, ozone holes, species extinction, natural resource degradation and depletion, air pollution and trash buildup are all signs that our survival is in question. Even though we won the Industrial Revolution, the spoils of war are looking more and more spoiled. New tools for navigation are needed. What we need is a new financial roadmap that is based on the current global conditions and offers us a way out. Creating a new roadmap, financially independent thinking. How do you find a new road map for money? It requires thinking in new ways. One of the keys to creating your new roadmap is what we call financially independent FI thinking. This is the process of examining those basic assumptions that you have unconsciously adopted of evaluating your own roadmap until you can deliberately and dispassionately 
question your own inner roadmap for money, you'll be stuck in the classic financial dead ends such as spending more than you earn, buying high and selling low, not liking your job but not having a way out, needing two paychecks to make ends meet, being so confused by money that you leave it to the experts who in turn feed on your ignorance. Exploring the following concepts will transform your relationships with money and will lead you to FI, financial intelligence, financial integrity, and even financial independence. Financial intelligence. In order to gain financial intelligence, you first need to know how much money you already have earned, what you have to show for it, how much is coming into your life, and how much is going out. But that isn't enough. You also need to know what money really is and what you are trading for the money in your life. One tangible outcome of the financial intelligence is getting out of debt and having at least six months of basic living expenses in the bank. If you follow the program we present, it will lead to financial intelligence. Financial integrity. Financial integrity is achieved by learning the true impact of your earning and spending, both on your immediate family and on the planet. It is knowing what is enough money and material goods to keep you at the peak of fulfillment and what is just excess and clutter. Financial independence. Financial independence is defined as having an income sufficient to your basic needs and comfort from a source other than paid employment. It is also independence from crippling financial beliefs, from crippling debt, and from the crippling inability to manage modern conveniences. From repairing your car to fixing your central heating, financial independence is an experience of freedom at a psychological level. You are free of guilt resentment, envy, frustration, and despair you have felt about money issues. Financial independence has nothing to do with rich. Financial independence is the experience of having enough, and then some. The old notion of financial independence as being rich forever is not achievable. Enough is. Enough for you may be different from enough from your neighbor, but it will be a figure that is real for you and within your reach. Your money or your life. If someone thrust a gun in the ribs and said that sentence, what would you do? Most of us would turn over our wallets. The threat works because we value our lives more than we value our money. We value our lives more than we value our money. Or do we? Where's all the life we're supposedly made at work? For many of us, isn't the truth closer to making a dime? Aren't we killing ourselves, our health, our relationships, our sense of joy and wonder for our jobs. We're sacrificing our lives for money. We're sacrificing our lives for money. But it's happening so slowly we barely notice. Eventually we may have all the comforts and even luxuries we could ever want, but inertia itself keeps us locked up into the 9 to 5 pattern. Psychotherapist Douglas LeBaire documents his social dis-ease in his book Modern Madness. He found that focusing on money, position, success at the expense of personal fulfillment and meaning has led 60% of his sample of several hundred to suffer from depression, anxiety, and other job-related disorders, including the ubiquitous stress. What do we have to show for it? If the daily grind were making us happy, the irritations and inconvenience would be a small price to pay. Our levels of debt and our lack of savings make the 9 to 5 routine mandatory. Participants in our seminars, whatever the size of their incomes, always said they needed more to be happy. We asked people to rate themselves on a happiness scale of 1, miserable, to 5, joyous, with 3 being can't complain, and we correlated the figures with their income. 
In a sample of over a thousand people from both the United States and Canada, the average happiness score was consistently between 2.6 and 2.8, not even a 3. Where the person's income was under $1,000 a month or over $4,000 a month. If this were just a private hell, it would be a tragedy enough, but it's not. Our affluent lifestyles are having an increasing devastating effect on the, our planet. The creation of consumers. Perhaps we cling to our affluence, even though it isn't working for us or the planet, because of the very nature of our relationship with money. We project onto money the capacity to fulfill our fantasies, allay our fears, soothe our pain, and send us soaring to the heights. In fact, we meet most of our needs, wants, and desires through money. We buy everything from hope to happiness. We no longer live life. We consume it. We no longer live life. We consume it. We have come to believe deeply that it is our right to consume. If we have the money, we can buy whatever we want, whether or not we need it, use it, or even enjoy it. And if we don't have the money, heck, what are credit cards for? We have taken our right to consume to heart and perhaps placed it above other rights, privileges, and duties of a free society. At the same time, between the ads, our televisions, radios, and newspapers are reportedly the bad news about the environment. Product packaging is clogging the landfills. Product manufacturing is polluting the groundwater, deforesting the Amazon, fouling the rivers, lowering the water table, depleting the ozone layer, and changing the weather. Transforming our relationship with money and reevaluating our spending activity could put us and the planet back on track. We need to learn from our past, determine our present reality, and create a new reality-based relationship with money. Discarding assumptions and myths that don't work. The beginning of a new roadmap for money. There is a word that provides the basis for transforming your relationship with money. It's a word we use every day, yet we are practically incapable of recognizing it when it's staring us in the face. The word is enough. Enough for our survival. Enough comforts. And even enough little luxuries. We have everything we need. There's nothing extra to weigh us down. It's appreciating and fully enjoying what money brings into your life and yet never producing anything that isn't needed or wanted. So what's all the stuff beyond enough? It's whatever you have that doesn't serve you, yet takes up space in your world. Clutter. To let go of clutter then is not deprivation. It's lightening up and opening up space for something new to happen. Enough is a wide and stable plateau. It is a place of alertness, creativity, and freedom. From this place, being suffocated under a mountain of clutter that must be stored, cleaned, moved, gotten rid of, and paid for on time. Nine magical steps to create a new roadmap. These steps are simple, common sense practices. It is absolutely necessary that you diligently do every step. The steps build on each other, creating the magic part of synergy. The whole is greater than the sum of its parts. You may not see the effect until you have been following the steps for a number of months. Conscientiously applying all the steps automatically make your personal finances an integrated whole. Step 1. Making peace with the past. The purpose of this exercise is to increase your awareness. It serves to locate you in the time and space and review your earnings and spendings activity in the past. How much have you earned in your life? Find out the total lifetime earnings, the sum total of your gross income from the first cent you ever earned to your most recent paycheck. How? Social Security Administration. Request for Statement of Earnings. Copies of Federal or State Tax Returns. Paycheck 
Stubbs employs records. Why? Gives a clear picture of how powerful you are at bringing money into your life. Eliminates vagueness or self-delusion in this arena. Instills confidence, facilitates goal setting. This step is one of the foundational stones of the program, since accuracy and accountability are called for in every step of the program. Starting out impeccably is a good example to live up to. Not only that, but by doing this step impeccably may even get you to a better job with better pay. So check again. Have you really done this step with integrity? People who do a half-hearted job often get a life to match. Outside the United States, it may be difficult or not possible to get past history of your earnings. If this information is not available, then we suggest you list all your previous jobs. You can remember and estimate what you think you earned each year after tax. What you have got to show for it. Find out your net worth by creating the balance sheet of assets and liabilities. Everything you own and everything you owe. How? List and give a current market value to everything you own. List everything you owe. Deduct your liabilities from your assets to get your net worth. Why? You can never know what is enough if you don't know what you have. You might find there are a lot of material possessions that are not bringing you fulfillment and you might want to convert them to cash. This is a very basic, fundamental practice for any business, and you are a business. While it may not appear so, this point in the program is very encouraging. So far, your financial life has had very little direction or consciousness. You now have an overview of your financial status and can objectively choose whether or not to convert some of your fixed assets into cash, thus increasing your savings or getting a bit further out of debt. And remember, no shame, no blame. In creating your balance sheet, many feelings associated with your material universe may arise. Sadness, grief, nostalgia, hope, guilt, shame, embarrassment, anger. A dispassionate and compassionate attitude can go a long way towards making this step truly enlightening and making you able to lighten the physical and emotional loads you've been totting around for years. Step two, bringing in the present, tracking your life energy. What is one consistently true statement we can make about money that will allow us to be clear, masterful, and powerful in our relationship with it? Money is something we choose to trade our life energy for. Money is something we choose to trade our life energy for. Our life energy is our allotment of time here on earth, the hours of precious life available to us. When we go to our jobs, we are trading our life energy for money. You could even say that money equals our life energy. So while money has no intrinsic reality, our life energy does, at least to us. It's tangible and it's finite. It is precious because it is limited and irrevertible. And because of our choices about how we use it express the meaning and purpose of our time here on earth. Money is something you consider valuable enough to spend easily a quarter of your allotted time here on earth getting, spending, worrying about it, fantasizing about it, or in some other way reacting to. A. How much are you trading your life energy for? Establish the actual cost in time and money required to maintain your job and compute your real hourly wage. How? Deduct from your weekly income the cost of getting to and from work, the cost of the clothes you buy to wear at work, and the extra cost of at-work meals. The amount spent to relax and wind down after the stress of workday, job-related illness, and all other expenses associated with maintaining you on the job. Add to your work week the hours spent in preparing yourself for work, travel to and from work, the time taken to wind down from after work, recreation need after work as a means of winding down, 
shopping to make you feel better since your job feels lousy, and all the other hours linked with maintaining your job. To find the new reduced weekly dollar figure by, by the new increased weekly hour figure, this is your real hourly wage. Individuals with variable incomes can get creative. Take monthly averages, a typical week, whatever works for you. Most people look at this life energy earning ratio in an unrealistic way. I can earn $440 a week. I work 40 hours, so I trade one hour of my life energy for $11. It is not likely to be that simple. Think of all the monetary expenses that are directly associated with your job. In other words, if you didn't need the money, would it disappear from your life? Why? This is a very basic, fundamental practice for any business, and you are a business. You are a business of selling the most precious resource in existence, your life energy. You had better know how much you were selling it for. The number that results from this step, your real hourly wage, will become a vital ingredient in transforming your relationship with money. The book offers examples of the cost and hours we spend that are directly related to having a job. Traveling to and from work could cost $50 a week and take you 7.5 hours. Annual cost of clothing for work divided by 50 weeks, $15 a week. Time per week dressing and preparing for work, 1.5 hours. Cost of work-related meals, coffee breaks, lunches, $20 a week. Time per week of meals and breaks at work, 5 hours. Many people arrive home tired and drained. It takes many people about an hour to relax after they get home. So per week, 5 hours. In addition, there is a cost of escape, entertainment, job-related illness, as well as vacations to recover from work. The book offers the following examples showing the effect of work-related expenses on an ordinary 40-hour slash $440 week. Life energy versus earning. What is your real hourly wage? Basic job. Hours, weeks, dollars, week, dollars, hour. So before adjustments, we do 40 hours a week, make $440. So that is $11 an hour. The chart shows you actually work 70 hours a week. Take away $280 of the cost. Take away $440 equals $4 an hour. The chart shows a 40-hour working week can actually take up to 70 hours at one's time, and also how a wage of 440 can be reduced by work-related expenses of $160 to leave only $280 for 70 hours of work-related time, or $4 an hour, or a dollar every 15 minutes. So now you can understand that other than work-related expenses, every dollar spent can represent 15 minutes of life energy for the person in this example. B, keep track of every cent that comes into or out of your life. So far, we have established that money equals life energy, and we have learned to compute just how many hours of life energy we exchange for each dollar. Now, we need to become conscious of the movement of that form of energy called money in every moment of our lives. We need to keep track of our income by keeping a daily money log. Religions, ancient and modern, and the personal growth workshops of the human potential movement all have techniques for training the mind to be here now in the moment. These techniques take many forms and include such seemingly diverse techniques as counting breaths, keeping the attention of each incoming and outgoing breath, repeating a phrase over and over again in order to focus the wandering mind. To the list, we add another discipline to sharpen awareness one that is indispensable to the financial program and perhaps more easily accepted by our grounded 
materialistic Western mentality that some of the more esoteric practices. Instead of watching your breath, watch your money. This practice is simple. Keep track of every cent that comes into or goes out of your life. How? Devise a record-keeping system that works for you, such as a pocket-sized memo book. Record daily expenditures accurately. Record all income. Why? Because it's the best way to become conscious of how much money actually comes and goes into your life as opposed to how you think it comes and goes. Your commitment to clearing up relationships with money is really tested here. In most of us, there is a, a penchant for giving ourselves leeway and latitude. One of the keys to success in this program and in life is a shift in attitude from one of the laxity and leeway to one of accuracy, precision, and impeccability. Step three, where is all this going? The monthly tabulation. Don't worry, relax. This program is not about budgeting. Budgets like diets don't work. They don't work because they deal with the symptoms and not the cause. The cause of fat is not really the calories in the food. It's the desires in our mind. Every month, create a table of all income and all expenses within categories generated by your own unique spending patterns. Balance your monthly income and outgo totals. Convert dollars spent in each category to the hours of life energy using the real hourly wage as computed in step two. How simple is arithmetic? A computer home accounting program may be useful. An Excel spreadsheet. A computer is not essential as both authors achieved financial independence without using computers. Why? Because this monthly tabulation will be accurate portrait of how you are actually living and provide a foundation for the rest of the program. The book offers examples of categories of spending and sample worksheets. Step four, three questions that will transform your life. On your monthly tabulation, ask three questions of each of your category totals expressed as hours of life energy and record your responses. Number one, did I receive fulfillment, satisfaction and value in proportion to life energy spent? Number two, is this expenditure of life energy in alignment with my values and life purpose? And number three, how might this expenditure change if I didn't have to work for a living? At the bottom of each category, make one of the following marks. Mark a minus or a down arrow if you do not receive fulfillment proportions to the hours of life energy you spent in acquiring the goods and services in that category. Or if that expenditure wasn't in full alignment with your values and purpose, or if you could see expenses in that category diminishing after financial independence. Mark a plus sign or an up arrow if you believe that that upping this expenditure would increase fulfillment, would demonstrate greater personal alignment, or would increase after financial independence. Mark zero if the category is just fine on all counts. How? With total honesty. Why? This is the core of the program. These questions will clarify and integrate your earnings, your spending, your values, your purpose, your sense of fulfillment, and your integrity. This will help you discover what is enough for you. Ask yourself, month in, month out, whether you actually got fulfillment in proportion to life energy spent in each subcategory awakens the natural sense of knowing when enough is enough. Just say yes to being conscious. This program is built on con consciousness, fulfillment and choice, not on budgeting and deprivation. It's about identifying for yourself what you need as opposed to what you want. What purchases or types of purchases actually bring you fulfillment? 
what represents enough for you and what you actually spend money on. You learn to make your financial choices independently of what advertising and industry have decided would be good for their business. You are free of the humiliation of being manipulated into spending your life energy on things that don't bring you fulfillment. It is a form of financial independence to just say no to unconscious spending. And the Tao Te Ching, the ancient Chinese book of wisdom, puts in this way, He who knows he has enough is rich. He who knows he has enough is rich. Financial intelligence is knowing that if you spend your life energy on stuff that brings only passing fulfillment and doesn't support your values, you end up with less life. This step is not about budgeting, not about self-condemnation, and not about depriving yourself. It is about honoring and valuing that limited resource called your life energy. It's about using this high self-esteem to bring about greater fulfillment, greater satisfaction, and a greater sense of wholeness, alignment, and integrity. You do this by becoming more conscious of your unexamined and unrewarding spending patterns painlessly. Step five, making life energy visible. Create a large wall chart putting your total monthly income and total monthly expenses from your monthly tabulation. Put it where you'll see it every day. How? Get a large sheet of graph paper and choose a scale that allows plenty of room above your highest projected monthly expenses or monthly income. Use different colored lines for monthly expenses and monthly income. Why? It will show you the trend in your financial situation and will give you a sense of progress over time. And the transformation of your relationship with money will be obvious. You will see your expense line go down and your fulfillment go up. The result of the intrinsic auto automatic lowering of expenses in these categories, you labeled with a minus. This wall chart will become the picture of your progress towards full financial independence and you will use it for the rest of the program. It will provide inspiration, stimulus and support. When you do this step for the first month, you will have a snapshot, a very revealing one, of your habits around money. But the real learning and the real fun comes as you plot the figures month by month, year by year. Your wall chart will take the two-dimensional world of your monthly tabulation and add the dynamic dimension of time. It reminds us that transforming our relationship with money takes time and patience. In patience, denial and greed are actually part of what is being transformed. The book contains sample wall charts and guidelines for creating your own. Step six, valuing your life energy, minimizing spending. Learn and practice intelligent use of your life energy, money, which will result in lowering your expenses and increasing your savings. This will create greater fulfillment, integrity, and alignment in your life. How? Ask the three questions in step four every month. Learn to define your true needs. Be conscious in your spending. Master the techniques of wise purchasing, research value, quality, and durability. Why? You are spending your most precious commodity, your life energy. You have only a finite amount left. Quality of life often goes down as standard of living goes up. The wealth we enjoy today is the result of centuries of frugality of most of our citizens. Frugality means we are to enjoy what we have. If we had 10 dresses, but we still feel we have nothing to wear, you are probably a spend thrift. But if you have 10 dresses and you enjoy wearing them for years, you are frugal. Waste lies not in the number of possessions, but in the failure to enjoy them. Step seven, valuing your life energy, maximizing income. 
Respect the life energy you are putting into your job. Money is simply something you trade your life energy for. Trade it with purpose and integrity for increasing earning. How well you are using your energy both on and off the job. Is your job consuming, using up, destroying, wasting your life? Do you love your life, using each hour on or off the job with care? Our fulfillment as human beings lies not in our jobs, but in the whole picture of our lives. In our inner sense of what life is about, our connectedness with others, and our yearning for meaning and purpose. You may love your paid employment, or you may hate it. It doesn't matter. But you don't want to recognize that purpose of your paid employment is getting paid, and your real work may be far bigger than this one job. There is nothing in life that is more valuable than your time. Age and average remaining life expectancy. Average remaining life expectancy. Look at the chart, find out how old you are, and then see how many years and hours you have left to live. The data is taken from the U.S. National Center for Health Statistics, a vital statistics of the United States. How? Ask yourself, am I making a living or am I dying? Examine your purposes for paid employment. Why? You have X number of hours left in your life. Determine how you want to spend those remaining hours. Breaking the link between who you are and what you do for a living will free you to make more fulfilling choices. Checklist. Think before you spend. Don't shop. Live within your means. Take care of what you have. Wear it out. Do it yourself. Anticipate your needs. Research value, quality, durability, and multiple use. Get it for less. Buy used. Follow the steps of this program. Step 8. Capital and crossover point. By doing steps 1 through 7, you will move towards F1. With step 8, the possibility of financial independence opens up. Step 8 shows you how you can perhaps leave paid employment a lot sooner than you would have ever thought possible. What you should begin to see in the wall chart is a growing gap between income and expenses, that is, savings. Before F1 thinking takes over, a normal person might regard those savings as earmarked for a splurge. But F1 thinking sees those savings in a different light. F1 thinking calls that gap capital. Capital is money that makes more money. It keeps working for you and produces an income as surely as your job produces an income. When you put capital in a bank or other interest-bearing instrument, it is an investment. An investment is the conversion of capital into some form of wealth other than cash with the expectation of deriving income. The income you receive from your capital of a different nature than your job income. It comes in whether or not you go to work. Instead of simply lumping in with your total monthly income, you will be entering it separately on a wall chart according to the formula given below. Each month, applying the following equation to your total accumulated capital and post the monthly independence income as a separate line on the wall chart. Capital X, current long-term investment rate 12 months equals monthly investment income. How? Find the long-term interest rate by looking at the interest of the 30-year treasury bonds in the treasury bond table on the Wall Street Journal or a big city newspaper. After a number of months on the program, your total monthly expense line will have established a much smaller zigzag pattern at a much lower level than when you started. With a light pencil line, project the total monthly expense line into the future of your chart. 
Outside the United States, this information can be found in the national daily newspapers and financial websites. For this particular section of the program and for more information, please refer to the book. After a number of months on the program, your monthly investment income line will have begun to move up from your lower edge of the chart. If you've actually been investing this money as outlined in step 9, the line will be curving upward. The result of the magic of compound interest with a light pencil line, project the monthly investment income into the future. At some point in the future, it will cross over the total monthly expenses line. This is the crossover point. Why? At the crossover point, you will be financially independent. The monthly income from your investment capital will be equal to your actual monthly expenses. You will have enough. Your options will be wide open. Time to celebrate. And step nine, managing your finances. The final step to financial independence, become knowledgeable and sophisticated about long-term income-producing investments. Invest your capital in such a way as to provide an absolutely safe income, sufficient to meet your basic needs for the rest of your life. Step nine is about empowering yourself to make wise financial choices, and your first lesson involves educating yourself so as not to fall prey to unscrupulous brokers, financial planners, and salespeople who want to put you in in all manner of investment vehicles that pay handsome commissions. Whether we are defining financial independence as being out of debt, with enough savings to withstand economic downturns, or as a fully-fledged early retirement that makes it possible to vote yourself full-time to whatever is most meaningful to you. The following criteria apply to whatever you do with your capital, though each person will weigh each criteria differently. Number one, your capital must produce income. Two, your capital must be absolutely safe. Three, your capital must be in totally liquid investment. You must be able to convert it into cash at a moment's notice to handle emergencies. And number four, your capital must not be diminished at the time of investment by unnecessary commissions or other expenses. And five, your income must be absolutely safe. Number six, your income must not fluctuate. You must know exactly what your income will be next month, next year, and 20 years from now. And seven, your income must be payable to you in cash at regular intervals. And number eight, your income must not be diminished by charges, management fees, or redemption fees. And number nine, the investment must produce this regular fixed known income without any further involvement or expense on your part. It must not require maintenance, management, geographical presence, or attention due to acts of God. How? Empower yourself to make your own investment decisions by narrowing the focus to the safest, non-speculative, long-duration fixed income securities such as U.S. Treasury bond and U.S. government agency bonds or other conservative investments. Temper the prevailing irrational fears about inflation with clear thinking and increased consciousness. Step 9 in the updated and revised for the 21st century expands the criteria for investing to include very conservative and balanced use of mutual funds, real estate and other investment vehicles through Joe's original ultra-conservative approach is still valid. Indeed, people who followed it are unaffected in large part by the current recession. Outside the United States, there are several similar long-term investment opportunities that correspond to the principles of this program. Cut out high expenses, 
fees and commissions of middlemen and popularly marketed investment products. Set up a financial plan using the three pillars. Capital, the income producing core of your financial independence. Cushion, enough ready cash, earning bank interest to cover six months of expenses. And the cash, the surplus funds resulting from your continued practice of the nine steps may be used to finance your service work, reinvested to produce an endowment fund, used to replace high cost items, used to compensate for the occasional inroads of inflation, given away, etc. Why? There is more to life than nine to five. And that's a wrap on your money or your life. Subscribe to our channel and take a look at the hundreds of book summaries uploaded previously. To find hundreds of written summaries, check out our website, bestbookbits.com. And for hundreds of audio podcast summaries, find us on mixcloud.com forward slash bestbookbits. If you like reading and want to get involved in sharing knowledge and spreading great book summaries, connect with myself by emailing us at info at bestbookbits.com. Thanks for watching and listening and have yourself an amazing day. Take care.